Hello, ladies and gentlemen, and welcome to another episode of the Best of Fives and the Besties themselves. My name is Elon, and I'm joined here by the ever-elusive Michael Donka-Schiller, the not-so-elusive John Velociraptor Guerrero, and the in- inimitable Steve Ace King offsuit jerk. Now... I- should I be uh, pleased or insulted by that? Uh, you're inimitable. That means it is a good thing. Now, oh, I'm going the wrong way. Yeah, so pardon me while I say some words just to mask the fact that I am trying to fix stuff over here. I can really quick take over. Uh, I wanted to tell people that um, we're all dressed up because it's the besties and such. It is and the so besties. Very red carpety here uh, around the best of five. Uh, in the studio, and so we've all, you know, put on our, our Sunday bests. I am currently drinking rum chata out of a wine glass. Like, that's the theme and kind of the tone and pace of today's episode, so please watch accordingly. The other tone and pace of today's episode is the unplanned matching between I John know. and Steve. Look at you two over there. Jeez. No, no, no. Tell see, us apart. See, see my stripes, my, my diagonal goes this way yes yeah, so whereas his diagonals go this way yeah, that's so- literally the only way i can tell you apart yeah it's not the same it's not the same yeah but that's why you're matching because if you stand next to each other it turns into a house <laughs> is it in the middle of the street and that's a good question. What are our viewers wearing today to watch the besties? Uh, yes. What formal what, event? Let's not ask our viewers what they're wearing. <laughs> no, no, no. Not what. The who. Who are you wearing? Who are you wearing? Anybody. Anybody. Uh, Dark Hall is wearing pajamas and a t-shirt. Hell yeah. Someone's saying the audio is off. Audio's off? What do you mean? Audio is off. John and Steve, Mike, are too loud. Oh, well, fuck you. How's that? <laughs> Wow. That's <laughs> Thank you um, for letting us know. Fuck you. And the meanest talk show host. Yes. So here, here's what's Let's happening. Uh, we have some brand new uh, studio software that we are using for the first time today. Yes. Um, so. Uh, you want to see some crazy hear- shit? Watch. You guys can't see it, but stream. Check this shit out. See this shit? Fucking wild. Fucking wild. Fucking it's absolutely fucking wild. Look. It's fucking wild. I'll do it at some point. Oh, um, you spelled your name wrong. I spelled my name wrong? What do you mean? No, I'm totally kidding. I just wanted to see if you'd freak out for a second. Well, but also, know. uh, we got a new subscriber. Oh yeah. Uh so DJ Cream. <laughs> DJ Cream, 13. thank you for subscribing. Thanks, DJ your, Cream. Uh, Twitch Prime. Also, Blue. I saw Blue resubscribed, I think, for 15 months in a row. So thank I, you, Can Blue. I do this instead of the clap? No. You clap, damn I'm it. I do this instead of the clap. No, Fucking I'm, clap. I'm... Clap like a normal goddamn human being. No, I think they would much rather have a rum chata. All right, chat, please tell John that he is wrong. Thanks. Um, all right, so without further ado, I think it is time for us to get on to the awards, correct? Am I yeah. correct in saying that? I, I, I think... I think you're correct. Okay. Does anybody it's, have any issues? Well, we had so many votes this year that we actually had difficulty counting them. We needed to hire several people um, full-time yeah. in order to do this. So subscribers would go towards paying those guys off. Uh, appreciate it. Yeah. No, yeah. Thank you for sure. 
Um, so where are we going first? TV, you're the master of the ceremonies. I, 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 I am the big MC, as they call me on the streets. Steve, big MC. Um, you know what? I, I, the besties is full of energy, and I feel like the energy needs to be matched with our first category. So let's go right into the best pop-off of 2019 okay also fair warning fair warning i did not have a good enough amount of time to put these together so and enjoy the jankiness all right anyway here we go alan will love you no matter what stop it i was gonna say shut up but i said stop it instead anyway here we go best pop Can I just say, I think that pop-off was made by Yipes and Lee Chung being them crazy elves. And also, big shout-out to Peter Pop-Off. Anyway, it's 2019. Nobody say anything. And uh, we do have a winner. Do we not? Well, well, I I think we need to discuss the pop-offs first. Mm -hmm. So, So, for me, you know... Obviously, the Kichipama one, that one is so good because it was uh, Trash Box's donut. You know, he came in with the big birdie donut, and he took his donut. Mm-hmm. If you, you don't just defeat the player, but if you also defeat their celebration, I, I don't see how you can top that personally. A few of these, I mean, there's different categories here. You've got, you know, Kichipamu and Idom. Won big matches at tournaments. You have Toy on Street Fighter League kind of playing it up for the camera. This will be an interesting one. I think I have an idea of what the viewers are going to choose, but... Wait, who was the other one? There were four, right? It was Toy, Kichipamu, uh, Idam, And Tasty Steve. Oh, Tasty, okay. And then we have a commentator pop-off. That's right, almost an entirely different category. I don't think a Tasty Steve pop-off has as much... Like, it happens so often that, like... I mean, it's not that they're bad. It's not that they're not entertaining and fun. But like, it's kind of um, it's kind of a thing now where it's like Kichipamu is kind of it's like it's it's new because it doesn't happen all the time. Well, yeah, the cap has already popped off. You can't re re uncork champagne, you know. Yeah. So I, I see what you're saying. I will say this though the the funniest thing about that Tasty Steve pop off to me was when Hanzo Gonzo was telling the story of how he just looked over and saw the table about to fall. And he heroically saved the entire setup. Hanzo Gonzo is the unsung hero of every stream you see, basically. Yes. I'll never call that man a hero. But that's Speaking true. of unsung <laughs> heroes, though, let's give it up to Puzera. Let's give it up to Puzera for resubscribing. He's been with us for Thank 27 Thank you, Puzera. Why, why wouldn't you call him a hero, Mike? Because me and Hanzo, despite the fact that we've worked together many times, have gotten in many internet forum fights. 
And so that disqualifies him for being a hero. In my book. <laughs> That's... This stash hath spoken. Now, right. now, Finitude does bring up a good point. You know, Idom, he is he uh, is known for being very stoic, very calm, collected. So for him to pop off, does that, you know, up the score if it goes above and beyond what his baseline? I think I it does, know. but I don't think it's going to skyrocket him into first. It's different. Idom's pop-off was more of a heart... Ugh kind of a moment right it was more dramatic there was more uh touchy-feely emotion associated with that most of these other pop-offs are just hilarious entertaining uh human to human interaction like the kichipamu one was about his relationship to the other guy who he just beat whom he just beat and then also took his own prop and and played with it right like it was very wwe so it's like a little apples to oranges and then at that point i think it just depends on which style you prefer. If you're more about the sappy stuff, the Idom one is for you. If you're more about the comedy, then I go with the donut. Yeah, but I mean, I don't know. That could go either way, right? Where if somebody who doesn't pop off then has one pop off and it's a bad one. Like, uh, who is that guy? The Tekken dude that beat uh, Lil Majin? Was it uh, 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 pe- Pepper Too Spicy pepper something? Beef. Yeah, Pepper Beef Too Spicy. Yeah. Where, where he did like three thumbs up and none of them were at anybody. Yep. They're all in different mm-hmm. directions. Yep, and instead of having his moment, he was basically like, you know, the jester of the weekend. And I mean that in a good way. Like, it wasn't bad. I, yeah, I'm going to agree with the comment. I, I think only like, – I don't know if items was even a pop-off, really. Yeah. Like, it was a that. celebration of winning. Yeah, I can agree with that. Toy was literally yelling at the other guy while barrel rolling across. Toy, you know, toy was uh, barrel rolling. It, toy has to win. Honestly, if Toy doesn't win, he doesn't win it. You got to you got to include the T pose. How else are you going to express dominance without the T pose? T pose. Here's the only argument that I might make, and it probably won't hold water. But Toy was on stage, and he knew it. Like for SFL, where they're all about the personalities. So a lot of that might be a little. No, I mean it, it's no Viscant on LTG, but it certainly. Might but it be was entertaining. Pop off of 2019. Yes. That it that was pretty good. that one is pop off of the decade though. Gotcha. That's hard to compare. Anything. Okay, we gotta we gotta know who yeah. won this, so right? Like... Here, ladies and gentlemen, your winner for the best pop off of 2018. I mean, 19. Probably just makes it tasty, Steve. At the okay, Pekka no way. Finals. That everyone is wrong. You know what? We gotta give it up to our winner, Tasty Steve. Um, we don't choose these; the viewers do, and the viewers have spoken. Tasty Steve, a great commentator. And he is your popper offer. We didn't talk about that one at all. He's the Peter Popoff of 2019. About all the other ones. He might be Peter Popoff. Yeah, he's the new Peter Popoff. He's the new. I Peter want to Popoff see his Popoff when he when he finds out that he won. I'll give it up to Steve. Steve saying good ass Tekken was you know like 2019's catchphrase almost for the Started game that skyrocketed. And, yeah. and so, oh, Steve offers fair. a lot. Steve is an entertainer. That's if Steve is nothing else. He's an entertainer. And look, I will say this too. Who else can both pop off and sell a game so well? He's super charismatic. If you're not playing Tekken, what are you doing, he says. I, I, That's I, been I, I the question of 2019. That has been the question of 2019. Speaking of questions of 2019, Steve, what's our next award for best of? Well, you know, we, we are a fighting game show. You know, which mm-hmm. means we talk about fighting games. 
and each game is composed of matches. Without the matches, fighting games are nothing. Sure. So we, we want to know, what was the best match of 2019? Okay, now let me pick the right one here. Hold on. Yep, found it. Here we go. Best match of 2019. <clears throat> 2019, I said. <laughs> match of the year. This is uh, Takedo and Daigo. Takedo. Capcom Cup. Yamashita and Fenrich. Repo. Or Arc Repo, excuse me. I'm firing myself. Kichipamu versus Trashbox. Evo. I got ahead of myself. Uh, ignore the fact that I forgot to resize this. Anakin versus Nii. Cat. Uh, combo. <laughs> There are too many at some tournament. Capcom Cup 2, yeah, so it's a tight. All right. (laughs) Streaming on the corner, subscribe. Thank you so much. Streaming on the corner, three months. Thank you. Thank you, sir. All right. uh, Do we have any thoughts? There are so many good matches. The, the The problem with this category and so many of these other categories is that you could have multiple nominees that that deserve just as much to get in here as any of the others. Like the uh, the Anakin Tech uh, Anakin knee match, you could even make the argument that that wasn't even the best match at Combo Breaker because that was also the event that had the knee versus uh, Rixta match with the slowdown. That's right. You know what else had an amazing impact on us and the world? Is Tap2GG resubscribing for six months. Thank you, Tap2GG. Um, yeah, no. Uh, yeah, it's hard. It's hard to think of all the crazy Tekken matches and not think of a lot of other ones. I was trying to I was trying to say something but I lost my train of thought, I'll be honest with you. That's fine. I'll pick it up and if you remember, you interrupt me. Don't wait until I'm done. But I hope you remember. Anyways, Tokido and Daigo at Capcom Cup. I was playing casuals, which there were like I think four setups for at the time, and we stopped. I was playing I think with dual Kevin. We stopped and we watched the match and like that rarely happens, you know, like where you're actually going to stop and like everybody behind you, then like who's waiting, you know, and everyone's just so focused on it. Like it got everybody to, to, to quit uh, doing what they were doing and just like pay the hell attention. And uh, it was, and those guys have had a handful of, of these kind of matches before. So there's kind of an expectation. And then it just like happened again. It was great. Uh, there, there was a lot of magic in the air for that one. So I'm, I think I'm, I'm leaning towards that one for the big one. Okay. Now, did you say you wanted me to interrupt you? Now I'm confused. I don't know. Do you remember what you were going to say? Nope. <laughs> but all right. I have, is, does anybody have else have any thoughts before we announce? I just want to. I just want to see what the people chose. All right. We just, we just want to see what the people chose. So, ladies and gentlemen, the best match of 2019 is. I know it's not going to be Blaze Blue. 
Me and Anakin at Combo Breaker 2019. Tekken taking it, man. It Tekken has just been on, you know, such a roll of momentum for the last year and a half, two years. I mean, that match was insane, but you had, like, it felt like every tournament was like, okay, mm-hmm. this is the one that's finally going to be a letdown. This is the one that's going to be, you know, where it doesn't live up to the hype. And every major tournament, I was wrong every single time. It was ridiculous. Yep. What, what was 2019 the... marks right. 10 years for a lot of us fighting gamers, including myself, being in the scene. And for a long period of that time, when people have been like, oh, so what do you do with video games? You know, I say fighting games, and they say, oh, like Smash Bros. Or, oh, like this. This is the first year it's been, oh, like Tekken. Like, do you do Tekken? And so I think it's fitting that Tekken wins a match in the year category. Wait, is Tekken really breaking out into the public that much? Or, or hey, is it just in the FGC? At least in the esports. Hey, people did you in hear? esports know the game. Hey, at the Game Awards, Vin Diesel said he liked playing Tekken. Tekken. He likes playing, what do you call it, Tekken? It was Tekken. He didn't, he didn't, yeah, see, he doesn't even, yeah, right. He's just like, I'm at the eSports, the things I'm going to do for my country. Could, I, I kind of, now that you mentioned it, I kind of want to see, like, a Tekken World Tour. <laughs> like, Liam Neeson, Liam Neeson, Liam Neeson just Liam shows Neeson. up at every I would watch the Tekken World Tour. <laughs> like, he has, to, uh, he has to rescue his daughter from some random landmark in each major city. <laughs> Mugmaster says Vin Diesel is a fake gamer girl. It's exactly right. Exactly right. Look, anybody yeah. that plays Taken is a fake gamer girl. I, I love it. It's um, my favorite. Remember your family. Boy, you're. Uh, never mind. I'm not going to go there. What's next, Steve? I almost just punched the ceiling, even though I'm sitting why would? Why would you do that? Look, I pulled a tasty Steve and I got excited. What's next? Alright. Well, um, this is an award that has become sort of a signature of ours uh, for various reasons. Uh, Some good, some bad. But this is all about the future. You know, a lot of what we're going to talk about is about the year that was. But this category is about who to watch. Uh, who's on the horizon. So our next category is the rising star of 2019. The Nemo-approved rising star of 2019. And here we are. Those are the nominees. We have Red Bull, V-Slash, Arslan Ash, the unsponsored IDOM. Uh, What is AZ for Kichipamu? Is it Arizona? No. No, it is... God, it we is honestly might as well skip this for later. Be... It is so obvious who wins this award. Yeah, I can't wait until yeah. we have to reveal that Wawa won it. Wawa has had himself a nice year. It's true. These are all great. Like just going through them, Arizona Ash. You don't have to talk too much about that. You know, brought a, a new country onto the map for fighting games, and and then brought the whole country with them because they're tearing it up. Won so many events. And beat so many names. Idom obviously went from Stoop Kid to winning Capcom Cup. Kichapamu took Zangief uh, to a level people thought he wasn't able to be taken. And then Wawa, um, you know, 
yet again was beating people in DBZ that people thought could not be beaten. So yep. they're all very good candidates. And look, Wawa. Oh, go ahead. Go I ahead. was just gonna say, look, Wawa is much better than any other gas station food out there. So I will have to give it up That's to Wawa. Pretty true. That being said, I think there is a very obvious winner for this category. Although I think that none of them should be overlooked. Yeah, exactly. Wawa. Yeah. When it comes to not just the anime scene, but that was sort of one of the running themes of 2019. You know, uh, talking about Tekken's momentum, but also the rise of scenes we didn't expect to True. be dominant. You know, uh, with Shinku uh, in anime, you know, mm-hmm. what he's done in BB Tag. When it comes to anime games, Texas. no one expects Europe to be anything, you know, with all due respect. But Wawa and Shanks in DBFC proved them absolutely wrong. They showed that, hey, we've got some killers over here. We can do some damage over here. It's not just about Japan. It's not just about the U.S. being the only country to have a chance to do to beat them. We've got great players here, too. Word. So, uh, but, yeah, it's, 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 hot. it's hard to imagine anyone uh, overtaking Arsla Nash. Uh, in a in a format like this, well, let's see if he did it. Well, all right, ladies and gentlemen, your rising star of the year of 2019 is Wawa. I'm kidding. It's Arslanash. This was a year long story too. I mean, what it started at Evo Japan in January went through Evo, and then he was still the guy people were talking about all the way through the Tekken World Tour. Um, I mean, the entire year of 2019 was Tekken's year, and if you're talking about through Tekken, it was Arslan's year. Yep. And so it's it's almost impossible for him not to be the guy you think of for this award. I, I, made, the ca- I made the comparison b- before. Idom, the story of Idom and his rise to become, uh, you know, Capcom Cup champion is something out of Hollywood. The yeah. rise of Arslan Ash and everybody, you know, all of these strong Pakistani players is something out of fan fiction. This never happens. Yeah, it, no, that's true. It's, it's like nobody expects, you know, any country to be able to throw down with the old guard of Japan, Korea, maybe the United States might be in there as well. But then for for them to come up and just be like, hey, we've got incredible players. You know, we, we run 20 deep. See what you got. It, it's just been ridiculous. And as more and more of these players get noticed, get sponsored, uh, get opportunities to travel, it's going to be really interesting to see how the rest of the tech world adapts. I mean, but yet again, let's just go over. Like, I mean, IDOM is a guy that I would guess a large percentage of brackets had going 0-2 at Capcom Cup. Yep. And most people wouldn't have thought would even make Capcom Cup. Yep. So, I mean, in any other year, any of the other three guys could have done this. But, yeah, but to be fair, history tells us that the person that you don't think has a shot at winning Capcom Cup is the one that wins. That's true. And your two favorites go 0-2. And that continued this year. Well, not with Punk. Punk made it all the way to the end. It must really hurt, though, because, I mean, 
Fujimura. Adam will never own the bestie for Rising Star anymore because he's now won Capcom Cup. So if he wins again, he's not a Rising Star. I'm sorry, Adam. Well, what if yeah, what if he him. does it in like Smash or something? What if yeah, he? Okay, you got if, if if I will rig the vote for you if you win Smash <laughs> at Evo. How about that, Adam? Oh. Sorry, we all. I'm not here. <laughs> all right. Uh, <laughs> uh, so that was Rising Star of the Year of the 2019. Where are we going next? Uh, we'll set that gauntlet discussion aside for later. Um, let's talk about where these matches happen, where these players go. They go to events. They ev- Most of what we see takes place at events. And some have risen above the rest as events that we all look forward to, that we all circle on the with our red pen on our calendar. So this is the best event of 2019. Where is it? Where did I put it? Well, looks like I forgot to make the graphic for it. Or actually, I made the graphic, but it's on the other computer. Rip. Anyway, uh, best event. I, I, yes. Oh, best event. No, I yes. didn't. Do that. I, that's, this is my fault. Now, the best events for 2019 are Combo Breaker 2019, Climax of Night Rerun, Evo 2019, and Red Kumite. See, I worked on it, so I know it off the top of my brain. You, nice. you can turn you can turn it in after the show for half credit. Okay. I I have a hot take, which is that Combo Breaker is my favorite event nearly every year, but in the universe of great events that are Combo Breaker, this was my least favorite Combo Breaker. Yep. Porky why? It was too packed. Combo Breaker felt like an event to me that was like a cool FGC getaway at this weird resort in the middle of nowhere. And then it was this year, like there were so many setups, you couldn't even like go to the pool or like go go anywhere in the entire place without there being setups there. And I thought it was more than usual. But they are moving this year. It was still a great event. Yes, we will, we will find out next week. Uh, they're going to announce on the 14th uh, the venue, which will not be uh, Pheasant Run because that is – basically closed at this point. Rip. I actually Did, um, didn't mind that. Did Lon flash up Infectious's name on accident really quick? Yep. We we, we had an infectious moment. <laughs> <laughs> sure did. Uh, anyway, sorry for the fuck up. I'm still getting used to this new system. And they're like, Climax and I really hit it much bigger this year, and I thought Red Bull Kumite was better than ever. So, I mean, this is another one where there's some real, uh, some real possibilities here. Yeah. yeah. The, the people who like uh, Climax really, really love Climax because they do right by a community that doesn't really get a, a ton of sun of spotlight elsewhere. You know, that is changing a bit with uh, the growth of Eunice, but you know, this, this I, I've said this before, I feel like this type of event is really where there's big potential for growth. You know, the hyper focused. You know, like what these guys are doing with the French Red Games, what Vianality is doing with uh, NRS. I feel like that is where uh, people want to 
want to go. They want to have a place where, you know, okay, you know, we're in the spotlight. We're the main event. We're treated like we're the game here. You know, it, it doesn't have to be like every you have, you need that feeling at every event, but it's nice to have at least one event where you have that. And Climax has done a great job of that. Yeah. Okay. You know what? I'm going to say something. Uh, so Beaver, uh, for the win, is saying that there's going to be no more Portillos from walking distance because they had that one at the Pheasant Run, like across the street. I had that Portillos once. I got to tell you, I don't think I could ever have Portillos again. That's a bad take. Uh, How is that a Portillo's bad take? Good. Is that a pizza place? No. <laughs> God, get out. Get out. <laughs> it's a, it's a Italian done. beef inside. Just Chicago, like yeah. Italian Look, beef it sauce. Was, it dogs. wasn't bad, but I just felt like I couldn't breathe for like 48 hours afterwards. Well, Alon, you That's do that you one trip. Sounds like a personal problem. Yeah, he does this trick with hot dog shaped foods where he eats it without using his teeth, and I always tell him, Alon, yeah. that's gonna that's that dangerous. Is, I've seen that. So maybe try normal eating it. Yeah, you're right. How dare I? You monster. Yep, now there's going to be this awkward silence where everybody tries to imagine me shoving a hot dog down my throat. Well, anyway, you could fill that up by announcing the Man, I did just yeah, eat what? my last hot dog yesterday, so unfortunately no show for you tonight, stream. Uh, but with that said, the winner, the winner of the best event of 2019. So like with the bun? The winner of the best event of 2019, not formally spoiled by an error on my part. No, but it didn't. As, as Harada said, shut the fuck up. Shut up no, the hell. No, he said, sit, sit, oh, sit, sit down the hell. The hell. Now. Yeah, sit down the hell. Uh, <laughs> Combo Breaker <laughs> is the winner. Oh, nice. The best Okay, you know, I did say that it wasn't my favorite Combo Breaker, but I still think this is a fair winner. Until someone else puts out an event that runs half as smoothly as Combo Breaker, I think there's a, a strong argument that it deserves to win every year. I mean, it's just so much, it's so well thought out, and it completely revolutionized the way we look at tournaments. The Hato um, just left the chat. And what we think we deserve out of tournament. So I still wholeheartedly think that is a deserved win. All right, and big thank you to... Uh... Both Beaver FDW for resubscribing, and I will not take it back. I still don't think I'll ever eat Portillo's ever again. <laughs> uh, we'll try to I, give I, you a few setups for free next year, Donka. There you go. I I, I want to. I I should mention this. Uh, Climax at night in our voting finished second. This was, I believe, the closest poll. Um, or, or no, there was one that was just barely closer, but. This one came right down to the wire. Like with, you know, in the last few hours of voting, those two were tied. Wait, which one? So, uh, Combo Breaker and Climax? Yes. Yeah. Like I said, the people who love Climax absolutely love Climax mm-hmm. because Shinobi and his squad have done such a good do- job of doing right by that community. So they, they're both, all, all of these events have been phenomenal. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, also, Silver PSNPR, uh, thank you for the two months of resubs. I just wanted to say thank that you. before I left. Um, and speaking of leaving, John Dejado did not leave, so thank you for I, lying to everybody. I was joking. Like, he was just here to you see lied. his award, and then he took off. Stop lying. Oh, my God. Yeah, I'll, I'll say one thing about Red Bull, which is I think they, they do something that isn't necessarily the easiest strategy, which is they change things up a lot every year. 
-hmm. They change the format of the Battlegrounds tournament every year. They change the way they host and run Kumite every year. And while some are better than others, I think they nailed it with Kumite this year. So Yeah. No, I think I've I've said more than once that I'm a big fan of the experimentation. You feel me? And 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 whenever they do something, they do it well. You know, they don't half ass it. <laughs> they they you know, when, when they run their their LCQ, they they run that like a machine. Everything runs on time. Um, they put on a great show for finals day. Uh, so when, in in terms of like invitational events, like the big scope sort of thing, I don't think there's anyone that matches them in that category. Hey, did Evo won last year? Win last year? This category? Evo won last year. Yes, it was. It was really close. Okay, between uh, Evo and I, Combo Breaker, I'm assuming. Yeah, three of the uh, Kumite was the only one that didn't uh, get nominated last year. Um, it Kumite replaced uh, NorCal Strong Style, who was disappointed mm. that they weren't able to make top four. Yep, rip. Um, with all that said, congratulations to Combo Breaker and uh, to Climax of Night as well for the strong showings this year. Can't wait to see what you guys have cooked cooking for next year. Uh, what is next on the gigantic menu that is the awards show this year? Well, let's talk about uh, some of the moments uh, that we've seen on stream that have helped shape 2019. Some good, some bad. Uh, let's start with the good. This is the best stream moment of 2019. Okay, again, I'm reusing assets from last year, so nobody... Stop making fun of me. Here we go. Oh, here's the audio. <laughs> wow. <laughs> Trish. Truly incredible. DOA6 presentation at Evo Japan. Ooh, this is a good one. Core values, I like baby. this. It's a good... It's a good... Good nominee. Infectious leaves everyone hanging. Red Bull Kumite. That is also funny as hell. There you go. I'm loving these already. Tokido is pretty good. Kenny Omega super kicks Ono-san. Oh, you spoiled Cap, it. Cop, cop. Spoiled. This isn't gonna win, but I, it was wonderful. Like it was, it was great fan service. Kichi Pamu's pop off. This is Kichi Pamu's second nomination. This is his third. Oh, is this third? match was also nominated. Yes. Anyway, there we are. Those are the best streaming moments of the year 2018-19. Uh, what, what are your thoughts? I think that Core Values is such a meme for the entire <laughs> year. And the presentation was such... A shit show that literally got the game possibly removed from a tournament. Yep. I mean, that's like that's hard to beat, man. But the yeah, other ones were good. A while ago, and these but other ones. It's old, and I think these always get biased towards events that happen more recently. But to me, core values had the most lasting effect on the year, and so that would have been my pick. There was no doubt how much people talked about core values versus any of these other things. 
it's it had the biggest splash i think i think the only thing it has going against it is that it happened a long time ago but really there's no moment that had more hype around it uh, with its negativity like in this current vein at least not with those four see and and the opinion on on that is so split because i i i, I we've already listed off the nominees so this isn't a spoiler so this is not only nominated for best stream moment it is also nominated for worst stream moment sure. of 2019 which is an incredible feat yeah um well it's, mo- it's, wanna... it's just like what is it like whenever you see like an indie game get nominated for best game of the year you know that that one is going to win best indie game you would think so but i loved infectious that walkout simply because that's him you know just embracing the joke, like him, yeah, it was a well played and funny skit, yep. and I think yep. those can get hammed up too hard sometimes. So mm-hmm. I appreciated that for sure. We already talked about Kichi Palmu's pop off. Uh, Kenny Omega, though, man, he is such a natural at this. You know, he made that whole Paki KO thing almost watchable, almost <laughs> watchable. It had no business being any sort of good. But he almost saved it. So, you know, the interaction between him and Ono was great. You know, he was just waiting for the – he's still waiting for the Alex trailer. <laughs> yep. Yeah, and he, yeah also... and he played that chorus role too when he was talking shit with, uh, you know, about Ono, saying the whole, like, LCQ should have been streamed, things like that, just immediately, like way too soon if you're with Capcom and he's announcing or emceeing their event. But he went there. And that's a form of connection to the fans that was really, really important when they were feeling kind of alienated yet again. Um, so he did, like, like I just to, to piggyback on what you're saying there, he did a lot. And, and it's, like, really fun. Like, he's a super welcome addition to the scene. All that said, I don't think you're going to beat core values. Yeah, although uh, the Hado actually said what I was going to say is that the infectious walkout definitely reminded me of the Dominion shenanigans at CEO a couple years ago. Oh yeah, the Undertaker, the Undertaker entrance. Yeah. Yes. Where what was it? Bonchan like was extremely uncomfortable. <laughs> <laughs> like I think that interaction was fucking hilarious to me. But with all that said, only one can be the winner. Mm-hmm. So, ladies and gentlemen, your winner for the best stream moment of the 2019 is Core Values. I mean, we already oh. said it. It was this... the most impactful for sure. It brought the community together while unfortunately tearing a game apart. And uh oh, tearing this, Evo in this game apart. This this was crazy, man. I mean this people they had two women come on stage and present this game and then they showed that, paused it, spun it around for about forty five seconds. And the chain reaction that was caused from that basically took DOA from a sideshow game to unfortunately not being a game at all. Yep. So, see, wild, I, wild, wild stuff. I it's, don't it could make it could call it the worst moment for the same reason, really. I don't think this uh, got DOA pulled from Evo because that make that makes it seem like the game was in in the first place. True. I think it was always on the outside looking in. Because I don't see how you have room for three, uh, three 3D games at this event when you already have Soul Cal or Tekken, 
which was a lock, and Soul Calibur, which, you know, had it not, you know, I the only way that wasn't getting in was if it was an absolute disaster at launch, like cross-tech at levels of dislike. I'm and it never it. reached there. So I, I, I don't think it was it. It's still, you know, that whole thing where where you're saying, okay, this is the one where we're taking seriously. This one, it's all about the fighting. It's not going to be about the fan service. Oh, I forgot that. The yeah, they service. said that too. This was all about fighting. Yep. Until that announcement. Yep. Okay, there you go. <laughs> and then this. Well, congratulations to um, everyone involved with that announcement. Yep. Um, <laughs> As a consolation for DOA's death, it it death. legit did worse than it would have. You've won a bestie. I mean, if it wasn't going to be at Evo anyways, then did it? What else did it lose? Now, now here's my question: Didn't one of the model, one of the models in that, weren't they the one that married Fudo? Yeah. Yes. Yeah. I, I, I don't know where I'm going with that. And Fudo played the Armika that ESPN censored at Evo 2016. It's true. Yep, so that whole family is... Pushing boundaries in the yep. FGC. Pushing boundaries in the FGC and getting censored for it. Uh, good times. Is she also one of the ones in the photo with, like, sad Fudo? Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Boom. Good times. Uh, speaking of good times... What's next, Steve? Let's take it from good times to not so good times. You know, streaming allows us to see the greatness that we show, uh, but it also show, lets us see some not so great things that we do sometimes. Um, some things, whether they're bad or just not as good as we'd like them to be or think they are, this category is all about that. This is the these are the worst stream moments of 2019. Wait for it. There we are. And go. Nominees are The Cursed Relics Unleashed at Evo 2019. Uh, the DOA 6 presentation at Evo Japan. Everyone getting kicked out of Capcom Cup LCQ as soon as that ended. And The People versus Tom Brady the people on Tom Brady's stream. Jesus Christ. Okay, so somebody's going to have to explain to me. What the hell is this Cursed Relics thing? Uh, that was from, I forget if it was, I think it was BB Tag. Uh, someone, it was just like one of those meme uh, Yu-Gi-Oh cards. They b- broke out of the, D- the Eltonum JV DVD case and gave to his an opponent. It's like, it's, it's funny if you're in on like five different jokes, but if you're not, it's just. Yeah, I yeah, that was also uh, at the same tournament at Evo. Someone deleted BB Tag off the screen. PS4. Right. I remember that. So that was uh, BB Tag at an interesting Evo. God, Tom Brady versus the people. That's that one. Yeah, um, that one was sad. Yeah, yeah it could easily be nominated for best or worst. <laughs> um, I mean, at one point, Sonic Fox is literally streaming a calendar, screaming <laughs> about the thirtieth. Of November or whatever month it is, and I, Tom has put up back up his Twitter if you want to look at that. Yeah. So um, that's all I'll say about that. Yeah. What were the I other two? I said it. 
I said it last week, and I'm going to say it again. How is the Hungry Box crab throw not part of either? Yeah, category? that's crazy. That's, that's it. Was... That's it. That's the that's one of the biggest snubs of the year, honestly. Yeah, that's that... the answer. Everything else is wrong. Yeah, that wins the bestie for best snub of the year. And that was like his reaction was so perfect, too. It starts with confusion and turns into pure anger. Who threw I mean, this crab? Was, I watch that at least once a month, probably. <laughs> The best part was like I saw someone's, like and they were saying, "Oh man, it's so great!" You know, it's such a Maryland thing, and they showed like someone who was who had a crab in its own seat right next yes, to them. Yes, and they oh the picture, and then that it. ended up being the crab. Oh my god! <laughs> like that—that's right on that borderline of you know of stupid shit to do. That's also somewhat funny if it wasn't so stupid. It's like that perfect balance of stupidity and idiocy and hilarity. That yeah. just makes this. Oh my god! I don't understand how how it didn't get enough votes. It didn't get nominated. Yeah, that's crazy. Um, so this is a wash, man. But yeah, I'm still I'm still semi reeling from the Tom Brady shenanigans. Well, let's see Man. if it won. He went from look at that knee to look at these receipts. It's true. Anyway, uh, the winner of the worst tree moment of the 2019 is the Capcom LCQ. Everyone getting kicked out immediately afterwards. Okay. That's because it happened so soon. That's meh. If we're talking about actually worst, this felt up there. People were pretty pissed after this, and people were talking about, you know, if Capcom Cup was gonna was gonna suck, and, and this really spurred that on. So if we're talking purely about what actually was just bad and we didn't like, I can see why this won. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Tom Brady was much funnier, though. God damn. Yeah. I mean, I, I, the people I that are saying this wasn't streamed, there were a million streams going on. And everyone was watching from a different angle, and they all got shooed away. So everyone went, like, you know, like Ultra David, like, well, we're done, I guess. <laughs> you know? yeah. I mean, maybe this is a commentary on the fact that because this wasn't really streamed, it was the worst stream moment, moment is whatever wasn't streamed at all. Well, I think it's Very also going to just be naturally viewers. associated with the fact that it wasn't streamed. It's it's part of the whole Capcom Cup negativity experience, and there were a handful of things that stuck with people um, that were negative over it. I, I think uh, you know, the momentum of all of those things together certainly played a role in this one getting more votes. And by the way, to everyone who says this wasn't streamed, this was on like 15 different streams. I listed all of them on Juke. That took like all freaking day. I was adding, I was subtracting. <laughs> God. Yeah. It was like mini streamed, right? Though on a bunch of different people's streams. Yep. Yeah. yeah. So we just yeah. Big yeah. shout out to Red Bull for su- supplying everybody with a streaming backpack for that. Look like Ghostbusters. Um. Yeah, man. Again, this is another one of those categories where, oh, if we had enough time to list everything, we could laugh at and cry at everything. I might. I, I think what I'm going to commit to now is, like, every month or two on Discord, I'm going to have, like, mini besties so that we have a list of all of these top. 
something that we can call back on at the end of the year. Like, oh, here's this thing that in April that happened. <laughs> so let's not forget about it. It was the besties qualifier. It is a long year, right? I mean, it is yeah. a very long year. EO Japan was in 2019, right? That's I mean, yeah. literally a year ago from now, basically. Basically. Yeah, it's wild. Um, so we'll have the besties qualifier, and those that qualify every two months will be added into the besties finals for next year. Well, we'll, year. we'll figure it out later. We'll figure it out later. Hell yeah. All right. Well, congratulations to Capcom. You have won worst stream moment of the year. Yep. Congratulations let's, to Capcom. Let's see if they can double dip the worst categories uh, because we've got, you know, we also need to talk about the stories that helped make uh, 2019. Okay. So let's start with the bad news first. These are the worst stories of 2019. And here they are. The worst stories of 2019. It's Bandai Namco charging for frame data. Battle for the East payouts delayed. Infiltration Gate continues. And the off-stream matches at Capcom Cup and the Last Chance Qualifier. I got some thoughts. I don't think the Bandai Namco charging for frame data is as bad as people are saying it is. This is a crazy category because we're comparing some truly awful humanitarian (laughs) things with frame data. And so we said this I may week not too. speak for the rest of this category. I'm just, <laughs> I'm, I'm just going to state that right now. If, so, if one of these wins over one of the other ones, I may actually just leave. I have to pay four dollars for frame data. I, I think, I think whatever anger there is about that is more about not not more the idea that this is something that. I, I feel this way too. This is something that should be free. This is a quality of life thing. And I understand, you know, it's not going to move copies right now. So you have to charge for it to justify care or justify the time you spend making it. But I do feel like, like these sorts of tools that help players is something that should not be behind a paywall. But at the same, in the same vein, like, are the people who haven't bought the season pass at this point really going to be lacking that information by not having the frame data? But do you guys realize that this is up against domestic violence? We're try- I'm trying to it's, avoid it, to uh, be honest. I mean, that's sort of... There's a whole, like, 15 different levels of discussion we could have on that, too. Yep. You know, I I don't think anyone's going to change their opinion at this point. You either think he is someone who desert who who got off easy, or has been railroaded. And you know, I I think there's room for conversation about that. I think there's room about whether or not you know there should be a path back if it's even beneficial to have a path back or to not have a path back. I, I just don't think there's going to be anyone who changes their mind at this point. Word. Yeah, I mean, yeah, I don't know. I think at this point, that whole situation is, as they say, not my business. Right, but we're, but it's part of the categories and everything. So, yeah. I mean, I'm just saying there, there should be a no-brainer, and I think that's what Mike okay. was as well. Yeah. Like, that's got to no, win. I, I, I don't disagree. I don't disagree, but at the same time, it's up to the viewers. 
Yeah, let's see what they said. I mean, unless you guys have more that you wanted to say about the other stuff, too. I'm just saying. Hmm. Anybody else? Before I uh, click uh, the button? Let's hit the button. All right, I'm going to click the button. So, ladies and gentlemen, the worst story of 2019 is the off-stream matches at Capcom Cup. <laughs> Mike, please don't go. Please don't go. Just, okay. This is fine because I don't even want to talk about that shit. Um, the Austrian match is a cack on cow. This is an ugly moment, right? I mean, this is... This is already the worst moment of 2020 is when the best of five stream audience <laughs> voted for the LCQ matches over the infiltration gate. This already is... a lock. It, it, it was second... Okay. It was very, very close. This is a tournament that obviously should have been fucking streamed, and it wasn't. It makes no sense. They didn't talk about it at all. They glossed over it completely, and we went into Capcom Cup wondering really what was going to happen because of how much of a you know clown fiesta that the LCQ ended up being. And the fact that it won both worst streamed moment of the year and then worst story of the year goes to show how much of a flub that event was. Yep. Capcom's lack of charisma is enough to get them voted over domestic violence disputes. Word. So, uh, let's talk about some stories that are a little better than that. <laughs> um, there is no way to, to make that say I just read something from the chat that made me laugh, and I'm sad that it made me laugh. <laughs> So these are, let's talk about the best stories of 2019. Okay. Here we go. Best story. We're stepping over to the green side of the grass. Best stories of 2019 are Idom winning Capcom Cup being unsponsored. Pakistan's rise in Tekken. Suyoshi making it to Evo. And Undernight in Birth's incredible growth throughout 2019. This is fun, because, I mean, two of these are like, wow, like, Street Fighter isn't the only game in the FGC anymore. And Capcom games aren't the only games in the FGC anymore, right? Tekken became a huge game, and with it came this crazy, you know, world warrior competition where countries we didn't even know played fighting games to this level came out and dominated. And Eunice went from, I mean, like... Undernight, in some form, has been out for, what, like six, seven years now, if you count the arcades. Yep. And so for it to come out and do this is a, is a huge deal. Um, and at the same time, we don't completely shit on Street Fighter because IDOM made Capcom Cup an incredible story when it, it could have been a big flop. So a lot of good nominees here. Yep. No, I totally agree. Um, Suyo- who's Suyoshi? So was he? Did he have? He's that's the- why that's not going to win. Yeah, he's the nine-year-old kid who made it out of pools at Evo. Okay, he he he, he did some damage. He's a really really good player. Um, he he's you know it, it's a great story. But like I said, you know the Idom story and the other story, they're out of Hollywood. Mm-hmm. Pakistan in 2019 in the world Tekken is out of fan fiction. This just does not happen. Yeah, but IDOM has like uh, an individual face. And I guess maybe Pakistan has Arslan Ashes, but it's become more than just him. And people can relate to a face a little more than they can relate to the, the story of like the whole community. And it's got its perks too. 
but man, personalization, that's a, that's a powerful thing. Eunice, did, uh, the, the thing I want to point out with Eunice is like, because James Chen and Alter David, they'll have their award show after this. And every time they talk about Evo and games that not make, that don't make it, which we'll be going into in a few weeks when Evo announces their lineup, you know, they always say, hey, you know what, just show up, show up for your game, that will get you in. This is this is a time when they act, the community did it and it actually worked, mm. and it's worked to an incredible degree. You know, you're going from you know side tournaments that you know maybe you get top four streamed at some events to 1,100 people coming out for Evo. It's just been a ridiculous, ridiculous rate of growth, especially for a game that continues to. You know, we've had so many other anime games come out. And usually when one comes out, you know, most of the focus goes to that. But with Eunice, it just continues to grow and grow. Yeah, and they have a new uh, Undernight coming out soon, right? Yeah. And when is it coming out? Is it March? Uh, uni, uni Calcium Lime Rust. <laughs> so that's in March, right? Or am I making that's that right. up? I think February. It's February. 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 Yeah, same thing. End of February. February, March. big one. That comes out. Grand Blue Fantasy Versus comes out. That's right. Playable um, demo at uh, Frosty Faustings. If you're going, that's right. Oh, and they're gonna announce more stuff about Faust at Frosty Faustings too. For appropriately, game. neat. All right, are we ready to see the winner of the best story really? of 2019? All right, ladies and gentlemen, the winner of the best story of 2019 is Pakistan's rise in Tekken. Everybody's shocked. I mean, it's just been... Nobody saw it coming. This is... It, this doesn't happen. I've said this like ten times. But this doesn't happen. And it happened. This is even cooler to me than just the Arslan Ash. Because it occasionally happens that one time, you know, so somebody comes out of nowhere and it's just amazing, and that's it. This isn't just Arslan Ash. I mean, there is a... Not even just a small handful, but a, a group of players that has come from this country and just made a huge splash on the world stage. Yep. Some with characters that people didn't think were as good. Some with you know showing new tech. It was, it was. And there's at least a few different people I know. Fubarduck had one. Ultra David had one. They've had stories of how for you know 15 years Pakistani players have been talking about how good they were at tech, mm-hmm. and that it's been a legend that Pakistan was good at tech. And for them to actually prove it. Yep. I can't tell you how many stories I've sat through people supposedly being great and then turning out to not be what they, they were talked up to be. So. I mean, we, we've seen... It's the Micro, first time. We've seen Micro Nuke X do damage. We saw White Ash do damage in uh, King of Fighters. Right. So it's not, like, completely out of nowhere, but to have so many people come over and throw down against legendary names. Like, what Arslan Ash did to me at EVO is what Nii usually does to everybody else. Mm-hmm. It's, it's what Nii just, did to Anakin, like, not 30 minutes before. It's just ridiculous. It was a collection of stories. Yeah. No, and the crazy thing is, like, you know, the whole... Uh, my favorite part of the whole thing is, like, the whole... Uh, I'm not even the best player from Pakistan story. Where everybody then started, like, you know, getting very scared. <laughs> <laughs> and rightfully so. But, yeah. No, uh, you know, it's it's hard... To not agree with this. It's very Dragon Ball Z. 
when you say it's a fan fiction, or I think uh, someone in the chat said an anime story. I think it's pretty Dragon Ball Z. Yes. All right, Steve, what do we got next? We've got, uh, let's take it back to the games. We're looking at the games that were in 2019. So let's take a look at the best new game of 2019. Oh, whoops. Hold on. Hold on. I picked the wrong one. Holding it on. There it is. All right. Ladies and gentlemen, your best new game of 2019 is Dead or Alive 6, (laughs) Mortal Kombat 11, or Samurai Showdown. So that's a whole span of different types, right? You got Dead or Alive 6, the game that nearly never was. <laughs> um, the game you that got gave Mortal us Kombat so 11, <laughs> which is an incremental release in a series that has come to be an FGC mainstay. I mean, since Mortal Kombat 9, and especially with Injustice, MKX, and Injustice 2, you know, NRS and their games have been a big part of the FGC now for five-plus years. And then you have Samurai Showdown, a reboot of a series that hadn't been anything for over a decade. And so those are very, very different categories. It's obvious that Mortal Kombat 11 is the most popular of these games, mm-hmm. but I would not say it's obvious that it was No, it depends on, out of the voters, like who cared about what story more. Because if it was just sheer, like the general public, if you were to poll everybody, Mortal Kombat's going to win this just because of the popularity thing, right? But... Sam Show had its story where, like, it was kind of one of those games that you think, well, it might come out and then, like, be popular for, like, two weeks and then be nothing after that. And it certainly uh, it made it to Evo. It had a wonderful performance at Evo, just despite having a lot of turbulence immediately beforehand with all the, was it Genjaro stuff? And, and so, like, it, it, it made a really good move at a really important time, and it seems like a lot of people like it. Like, locally, my, I still have a scene that, like, really enjoys playing it. And um, and I keep hearing similar stories from other scenes whenever I talk to people. It's still not huge, though, like Mortal Kombat and such. So I, I think that uh, it, it's really going to come down to did the popular kids vote or did the uh, the Sam Show lovers vote? Um, but overall, I think I still would give it to MK just because of the magnitude. Sam Show was crazy popular leading up to Eva. I mean, they, it was almost timed perfectly yep. for the game to really get picked up. Has it mm-hmm. lost steam? Yes, I think that's undoubted. And I think Sam Show players have noted that and asked questions about, you know, what would really bring it back to the popularity it had. But it did have a really good run, and this could have easily been a game that no one bought. And so it's really cool that it ended up being bigger than that. Yeah. And let's not forget, DOA 6 gave us so much this year, as we've already talked about. (laughs) It already took up, it soaked up a bunch of wins already, didn't it? It has given us so much to think about. And it has made us reevaluate our core values. But had there been a fourth game that made the cutoff, because we had like three or four that were tied with like one or two nominations, Uh, these three were above and beyond uh, the others. But would you uh, would you want to see like Battle for the Grid up here? Would you want to see Game Awards nominee for Fighting Game of the Jump Force? In this category, yeah, Jump Force did Fight of Gods. <laughs> they're, I mean, they're community. Those are like almost indie fighting games, right? You've got and then 
Power Rangers necessarily indie, but it was this much smaller developer. It was carried by FGC names like Clockwork. Um, Fight of Fight of God spawned a sequel, Fight of Animals, Fight of Animals, which is I think dope. is actually a pretty decent game. It's pretty fun, and um, it's pretty yeah. Fun. But these were definitely the three biggest releases, no question. Yeah, all right. See who got it. Okay. Well, ladies and gentlemen, the bestie for the best new game of 2019 is a Samurai Showdown. Congratulations, Sam Show. This game was, I think, a lot, quote-unquote, better than people thought it might be. Um, It it really is, like, you know, a footsie-oriented game, and it's the kind of game that brought a lot of communities together. You know, the top eight was like a who's who of famous fighting game players. It was not just Samurai Showdown specialists. It was like this game really rewards fundamentals, and it's really fun to watch. And despite being one of the easiest fighting games to pick up ever, it was not any less enjoyable to watch at high level because of that. Uh, This game suffers from having pretty bad online play and a variety of other annoying factors that kind of hold it back from hitting it big. But it's a fun game, and it still has a scene probably somewhere near you. So check it out. Word. So congratulations to SNK for winning the best game of uh, best new game of 2019. All right. We also want to look towards the future. Yep. You know, it's not just about the games that are out now, but it's about the games to come. So here are the nominees. For the most anticipated game. All right. Bestie for the anticipated game nominees are Grand Blue Fantasy Versus, Guilty Gear Strive, King of Fighters 15, and Project L, the Riot Fighting Game. Also, by the way, did they name it Project L because yeah, everybody has to hold that L in the FGC? Uh, boo. Boo. Now, I do want to say... That this was the closest category among every 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 uh, game got at least fifteen percent of the vote. No game got more than thirty percent. Wow! So it's very very evenly. I can see that, man. I mean, Strive is a new Guilty Gear game. They've been waiting for that for a while. Uh, Grand Blue brings in a extremely popular IP. And not just like Dragon Ball, where it's popular among, you know, like people who watched it 15, 20 years ago. Mm-hmm. It's popular among people who play a lot of games today. Yep. And so I think it's it's ready to see some big success. You've got Project L, which is a company that has an eSport 100 times bigger than any FGC, does, any FGC game does right now. Mm-hmm. Coming out and challenging, you know, the big boys that have been in charge for forever. And then, I don't even remember what the last game was, but it was probably something lit. <laughs> oh, f- uh, f- my, probably my favorite, King of Fighters 15, which isn't going to win this award, but I'm excited for. Uh, I think it comes down to a similar situation as last time. Project L is the popularity and magnitude choice, but like I, I think Guilty Gear 
Guilty Gear has been doing a lot of good things and doing them right. And then there's also been a lot of uh, trepidation in the uh, in some of the reveals that they've given so far. So it's been a little turbulent as of late. It, that might cost it here. Uh, King of Fighters 15, I don't think we've seen enough of to have like an appreciation for its identity. So I think fran- like fans of the franchise will be excited. But I don't think people outside of that um, have much to be excited for yet just because we haven't seen anything for it. And I think with that game, you'd probably... I mean, that's that's the case for um, Project L, too, right? But, like, with that, uh, the anticipation's different for it. And, and it's it's also much bigger, like, with its popularity. So I think Project L is the, um, is the big-time choice, but I think Strive might take it, given our audience. Yeah. See, I, I, I... You know, obviously, when you talk about KOF, yeah, we haven't seen a whole lot to get people excited about. But we also haven't seen a whole lot uh, to turn people away. True. Now, everyone is going to assume that what's to come is going to be awesome and incredible and amazing. So I don't think that really hurts it as much as you think. Um, with, like, for me personally, uh, Project L is the game I'm probably least excited about for the game itself. But I do think one way or another it's going to be a game changer when it comes to the FGC. So that's the one I'm looking forward to just to see what the impact is. I completely agree. I think that has the chance to put a lot of these developers on notice for a lot mm-hmm. of things that almost objectively as a community, we don't like yep. like bad net code and like port interfacing. Mm-hmm. And I think they have the chance to fix all or at least to show that it needs to be fixed. So yeah. I'm excited. Now I have a question. Um, I, I asked this. I don't think you were on mic, and I don't think we. I've asked you this. Were you able to play the Grand Blue Beta when it? Came yeah, out? Uh, that was actually it's my favorite fighting game of last year. It was the Grand Blue Beta. I played it for, I think it was like sixteen hours of beta. I probably played eleven of them. Yeah. I literally sat there and played it the whole time. Yeah, I was very. I salty think it's a really fun game. Yeah, I was very salty. I didn't get a chance to play, but it felt like everybody that got their hands on it were very pleased with it. It's super basic on a level of, like, people, but, like, if you've played, like, a lot of old doujin games or anime games, it feels like that, but on a series and on a console that people will have heard of. And those are some of my favorite games, and I'm super ready. Cool. Really enjoyed it. And I'm really looking forward to it coming out next month. Cool. Yeah, I, I like I said, I'm very salty I didn't get to play it, but, you know, I'll see it when it comes out in February. <laughs> now... Ladies and gentlemen, the bestie for most anticipated game of 20 or of the future is the Grand Blue Fantasy Versus. Ah, interesting. I, I will say Grand Blue, KOF, and Strive all finished within five votes of each other. Wow. <laughs> I just can't believe the League of Legends one so, so far behind. But I mean, Grand it's Blue. It's not in the fighting game communities, the forefront of their mind. I don't even right think now. it's that. I just completely keep forgetting about it until somebody brings it back up again. That's exactly what I just said. What do you mean? <laughs> Grand Blue is a game where this is the one we've seen the most of the part. I mean, we've had a playable version of Grand Blue Fantasy Versus, and the game's coming out in a month. People are hyped for it right now. Guilty Gear, we've seen some clips, we've seen some gameplay. Project L, we've seen basically nothing, and same with KOF, you know, fifteen. Yeah, Steve, this is... are you all right? Dang, Steve I almost killed. Know. Steve almost killed everybody at the Oscars. 
It makes sense. I want to make sure we don't have to call 911. Oh no, the Oscars! Yeah, no, um. No, and, uh, have people been upset with Guilty Gear? I remember, like. There was some initial backlash about how much easier and simplified it looked. But I think everyone with the head on their shoulders realizes we don't know enough to really say that yet. Right. Don't don't ask Teresa that. Teresa's not a big fan of the changes. Yeah, I and I say that because I do have a buddy that went to Arc Revo and he much like everyone else was very upset with how the game looked, but after he played it for a little while he was super happy with it. So I think it might just be one of those like it's a different game type of situations. You feel yeah. like that? Yeah. To me, it looks oh, more fun than the Guilty Gears we have right now, but I'm sure to some Guilty Gear players, it's not exactly what they have right now. They're right. Not, yeah, you know. and that makes sense. You know, it's much like the, the shift between... I equated it to the shift between Street Fighter 4 and 5. And I don't think I'm completely wrong in equating well, it to that. Congratulations we'll to Grand Blue Fantasy Versus coming out yes. in all of month. Yes. Uh, Steve, yes. are you okay? Uh, I'm okay. I'm going to check on the crowd behind me uh, once we're done here. Uh, I'll let let medical professionals take care of any needs that come up down there. Word. Uh, (laughs) Now, with that said, since you are okay, obviously you are the most important part of everything going on behind you. Um, What's next? Where are we going? We've got one left. This is the big one. No oh boy. For all the marbles. For all the marbles. All the enchiladas. Oh. All the tea in China. The bestie award for player of the year. Where is it? Oh, this was another one that I didn't fucking add because I'm an asshole. Alright, I do remember all of them though. I think. So the bestie for the nominees for player of the year for twenty nineteen are Obviously. Arzen Lash. Tokido. Shinku. And who's the... Oh, and Idom. Those were your four nominees. Four. Player of the Year. I mean, it's again, it's the story. Arzen Ash led like a revolution. They, he brought a whole new group of kids to the playground and leveled up the entire playground experience. Idom had a wonderful story. Um, there was more to it than just like he won Capcom Cup, but he also came from, you know, uh, uh, being stoop kid, the idea that there was more obstacle for him to overcome and that, you know, like this not wanting to travel, all that kind of stuff is very, um, very romantic. And Steve's already told us, you know, I like, I like his, um, analogy there. So I, I really think it boils down to, um, to what Arslan did, because if, if the earlier awards were any indicator, that's really what's resonated with people. And Shinku has a cool story, too. I mean, they're like, Shinku lives a few hours away from me in Houston, Texas. And this is a guy who, you know, I remember being a really, he's pretty young still, but really young, just playing at tournaments, not doing particularly great, but doing pretty well. And he just grinded to the point where all of a sudden, him and a few other people in Houston became the scene for a game that, you know, everyone thought was dominated by Japan. Mm-hmm. And he's proved not once but several times that he's the best player in the world. Yep. And mm-hmm. that's pretty incredible. Did he win Evo? Yeah. He okay. won he Evo and Arc Revo America. Yeah, he's the best in the world. I mean, it's like, yeah. it's undeniable. Yeah, and and like we said, you know, 
players coming from regions you don't expect. You don't expect the best anime player or best player from any anime game uh, to come from the United States. You you expect you know U.S. will do well here, and then we get smashed once uh, the real competition shows up. But mm-hmm. Shiku pro- proved that he is the real competition. He is the best in his game. Um, any other year, we would be talking about hit him and his accomplishments a hell of a lot more than we have. Yep. Yeah, and same thing but with Idom. Ash won two Evos. Yeah, but and it's the same thing with Idom too, right? Like Idom went from the person yeah. who didn't travel to the person who went to what, like five events over the year, qualified. I mean, and I, won. Idom might be my favorite story of the group in some way. But yeah, I mean, it's just like incredible what he made out of the small opportunities he had. You know, no sponsor went to the events he could go to close to home, mm-hmm. eked out a Capcom Cup qualification, and then made his way through the best players in the world to just barely beat his demon, mm-hmm. who happens to be the guy who lives the closest to him yep. in the whole fucking tournament, in grand finals with a reset. Pretty insane. And now I mean, he's like, got, yeah, and now he's got enough money for socks for the rest of his life. It was awesome. And yeah, he played Laura, who... Without IDOM, would have been considered maybe bottom tier, if not, yep. you know, very low. Like, Mid-low, just yeah. no one else played this character yeah. on the whole tour. And the only reason... And no one else played Poison either. So yeah. he did it with two characters that just was were not being touched. Yeah, and he's Pretty the insane. only person that really plays those two characters. And the only reason he started playing Poison is because of Street Fighter League. Am I wrong in assuming that? Might yeah. be I don't know. Maybe he was exploring it already. Uh, Laura probably needs another character to back her up. I don't know. And not... He... not. Go ahead. Sorry. No, go ahead. Oh, yeah. I was just going to say, not only, you know, was he using, char- you know, using Poison, the character we don't normally see, he was saving us because what did we think was going to happen, you know, heading into Capcom Cup? It was going to oh. be all Rashid. It was going to be like one or two characters at most. Among, and then he's the one that comes in as the hero, the conquering hero, and saves us from the inevitability of Rashid. It was just ridiculous. But again, that's a story out of Hollywood. Arzan Ash is fan fiction. Who won it? All right, the winner of the Bestie for Best Player of 2019... Is Arslan Ash. There we go. Just goes to show that fan fiction wins every time. <laughs> wins Evo, wins Evo Japan. Um, dominated the player we thought was number one in the Just a, a ridiculous, ridiculous year. Even if you don't include the rest of the story with Pakistan and their eyes and whatnot. Nah, man. Like, just the fact that he made me look like what other people look like to me. <laughs> I think I worded that right. But, yeah, like, it's fucking wild. Fucking wild. I, get, I, I pick up what you're throwing down. Word. So, that brings us to the end of the besties for 2019. Am I correct, Steve? Or do we have another yes. one? Okay, no. That is I nice. had fun. We had to skip uh, best, best of five moment because... All of it was me saying stupid shit, and we're not going to celebrate me saying stupid shit this year. Well, are you serious? What about me calling out like three different things like months no. before it happened? 
it was mostly because I forgot to put that on the ballot until like halfway through. Do you? Oh, okay. Were there so, were there any nominees before the ballot though? Uh, there was me saying, calling Kula Kulo. <laughs> that was pretty funny. There was me. Uh, what else was there? Let let's have let's have our own quick block grab before we leave on who on best <laughs> best, best of five moment. Yes. Uh, there's the Kulo. Uh, me presenting. Top eight LCQ. Mm-hmm. Uh, Detective Alon yeah. uh, predicting the season three release date. And figuring out that Arturo got into Street Fighter League. Let's not forget that. Rimaruru. <laughs> it's pretty funny. Terry Bovine. <laughs> um, what was the other? Oh, Efren's uh, suggestions for the show on his retirement. Which would have been a good one. one. Yeah, that, yeah. Was... That, that one probably would have won. R.I.P. I, I, and if it hadn't, I would have rigged them. I yeah. would have used my power. For so Efren win. Efren wins the bestie for best best of five moments. <laughs> Efren's just awesome. Always. We hope you're doing well in family. Like we don't talk to him. <laughs> yeah, I see him every day. I actually saw him today. Uh, I was talking with him. I said, hey, do you want to show up on the show? He goes, yes, but I can't. Sadly. <laughs> Um, but we will. I'm sure we'll have him on here once, at least in the future. But uh, I think that brings us to the end of the best of five. It is 7:30, so it is time for us to head on over to the Ultra Chens. Uh, but They're, they've got the Ultra Chen Awards tonight, so the Ultra Chen Awards. Stay, yeah, we're gonna stay dressed to the nines here. Stay dressed. Award shows aren't over yet. We just left the Golden Globes. We're going to the Silver Globe. No. <laughs> The Wait. Silver Glow. Not wrong. Good night, Canada. <laughs> Good night, Canada. Good night. Uh, see everybody later. Uh, here's one more time the your moment of zen. <laughs>